Sophie, and you're listening to We Can Relate. So today we'll be talking to Zeno. Tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah, hi guys. Uh, yeah, what can I say? I'm from the Netherlands and I've lived in Asia for 11 years, something like that. And yeah, I go to the same school as Marie-Sophie, which is pretty fun. Yep, um, I've also lived in Austria for quite some time, not 11 years, that's that's a lot of time to live somewhere. Um, but yeah, we go to the same school and today we're going to be talking about drugs and alcohol, which is a good subject for us because we both uh, were part of the UNODC team for substance abuse prevention. And um, I feel like in that team, like a lot of us are kind of prone to talk about the negative aspects or be, be really like, you know, not shaming, but like kind of negative, you know, like, cause we, we, it's prevention, it's in the name. So I thought today we could sit down and yeah. really, like, look at all the angles cause we're teenagers. So we're not like, we're not freaking, you know, nuns or priests. Like we're just, yeah. we're just going to have a real conversation about it. So yeah. First question. What are your thoughts on drugs and alcohol? Look, that question is pretty hard because it's, it's, a, it's very open. Mm -hmm. so when I started in grade nine, uh, part of the UNODC, which stands for United Nations Office of Drugs and Crime. Mm -hmm. And they have an initiative where all around the world people um, try to help youth. So the youth tries to prevent, um, yeah, tries to prevent addiction for teenagers and stuff like that. So we try to, it's more like a peer education. Yeah. But when I asked that, when I was asked that question in grade nine, um, it was pretty straightforward. It was no, it's bad. Uh, drugs are very bad, yeah. bad alcohol, you know. And I'm not saying that you should drink at 14, but if you, you should learn how to moderate and talk so that you don't necessarily end up in a wrong situation where you don't want to be in. Yeah. Because if we're realistic, most of us will start drinking at some point. Uh, even though I'm not saying you have to, or that's how it is. But if we look at statistics, most of us do end up drinking. It could be a glass of wine, could be beer, could be whatever. So you don't want to start off and you don't want to have a bad relationship with it. Yeah. I think learning how to drink is, is, should be your main priority. That's why I say balance it out. Mm-hmm. With drugs, it's a bit of a different story because drugs is a very, very broad topic. You have a lot of different types. You have a lot of different classes. And you also have a lot of different situations. Mm -hmm. I'm all for the use of everything medical. Somebody says, if somebody yeah. says... Um, like weed for medicine. Yeah, weed. However, also it's been proven in studies that that ecstasy can help um, soldiers in the U.S. facing PTSD, mm -hmm. which I'm all for again. Uh, however, when it starts becoming recreational, there's a, there's a good story about recreational because what is it actually? Why do we do something? Why do we smoke? Why do we take this? Why do we take that? Philosophy. Is it because we're always in a circle yeah. with we're friends, everybody, or is it really because you want it and i think the i think that you want it not necessarily is the main thing why it happens it's more about the circle it's more about the relationships that form mm -hmm. uh sometimes or the relationships that you have between most people 
go out and then they drink because they're with everybody. Yeah. However, that's not always the case. Yeah. So I think that question is pretty hard to answer. However, I say everything should be looked individually. Should heroin be illegal? Personally, I don't think so. Should weed be illegal? Personally, I don't think so. You see, it's different types. You have to look at every situation individually. Mm-hmm. That melts into my next question about why do you um about why do you think people start taking drugs like teenagers specifically? Yeah, it, there, again, it's a lot of different aspects to the to the question because do you do you take it again alone? Mm-hmm. In my personal my personal circle, I cannot tell you a single person that just said, oh, I want to smoke weed. Like, just to start. <laughs> it sounds so weird. But every time I, I heard about stories about people taking it, it was always, yeah, the first time I took it was with this person. Mm-hmm. And then the cycle keeps on passing. Oh, the first time I smoked was in grade nine. It was on a trip. You know, uh, we were going to... I don't know. We were on the train, something like that. It was a Saturday evening. I'm ne- I can also never tell. I cannot tell you a single person that tried weed alone for the first time. I can't. Mm-hmm. But then we have things like alcohol. Alcohol is very different because alcohol it's also illegal. I mean, you can get it when you're 16. And most people start drinking around 14, 15 with a, with a glass of wine, maybe from their parents or something like that. Yeah. And then you tolerate it. But then there gets to a point, and this is not necessarily seen a lot with alcohol, but more with weed and smoking and stuff like that. Because when it gets to the point where it doesn't just become kind of something irregular that you do once every five months with your friends, or you do once a year with your friends, really something special where it becomes more of a Oh, let's do it again this weekend. Let's do it again next weekend. Oh, it's kind of lit. Let's try it again. Then I think you're ready too far. What also we try to do with you ODC is make people realize before that point, Mm -hmm. before you're over the edge. Because going back from the edge is extremely hard. True. When you're when you're addicted, it's it's barely it's like really hard to stop and you can also see that with people in our grade in our school who smoke cigs they and who take nicotine once you started and once you got over the point i'm not doing it very rarely or i'm not doing it at all mm-hmm. you're already too late yeah and that, that's what that's what it's so hard about and i think in the beginning just to answer your question the reason why people take it i think is socializing mm-hmm. just socializing with your friends Look, most people do have older siblings. I know you have an older sibling. I have older siblings. Yeah. And then they might be doing once on a night out. And then you might do it with them. And then, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's also about social and it's about circles and it's about communities more. To go with that, do you think people get like a more negative side, um, side effect or more negative experience when they do it alone than when with friends? Because I like... I agree with you that in the sense that um, when you do it with friends, it's more like to have like fun or to you know have the experience or like, oh, everybody's smoking. So like, let me just join the vibe. Yeah. Do you think when you're doing it alone to specifically be like, I want to do weed alone, which is like you said, like I haven't heard a lot of people that have done that. But like, do you think people who do that will have more of a negative experience with it? Uh, Marie-Sophie, 
Uh, yeah, it's a really good question because I'm trying to think about now, right? I'm trying to think about people who I know smoke, for example, by themselves. And in the moment, they find they find it. Most people, when you do it, you find it fun in the moment. But then, if we take a look at five, maybe five a year, you're what was I doing? Why was I doing that? I was what? Why? Something like that. You might have those type of questions. You know what I mean? And I think the pattern always is the same. Since the 70s, the pattern has st- uh, stuck the same. Uh, people yeah, who do it by themselves, at one point they realize, and they realize that it's kind of messed up smoking by yourself. Even though in general, this entire thing is messed up, mm-hmm. but it still is, yeah, it still is kind of messed up when you do it by yourself because that you're proactively doing it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. 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 I think it is. I think they do know, but most of them don't want to admit that they know mm-hmm. that they know what they're doing. Yeah. I get, I get your perspective on it. People do forget. People always think, yeah, weed is laughing. Weed is uh, fun. We can only go good, but still a lot of people do still get paranoid mm-hmm. and that thing i i talked to somebody um yeah a few weeks ago who told me about the feeling when they were paranoid and they said it was one of the worst experiences in their life mm-hmm. so i think people might nowadays start taking the the drug you're still taking drugs it's not even if it's a low yeah class b drug you're still mm-hmm. taking them yeah um they, they still they still like mess up your brain it's not that it's completely safe so i think now the the bit which is scary is that more and more younger people are starting to take it and more it's starting to become really normal which is really not good mm-hmm. going forward do you think alcohol is as bad as drugs though and why no no this is something where i'm completely i think Again, you have to you have to take everything in life. You have to take with a bit uh yeah, moderation. You have to you can't take too too much. Too. However, with drugs can really it can really ruin friendships. So can alcohol. However, with drugs you have a higher chance. Mm-hmm. It costs more money. You want to do it more. You get become addicted. And with alcohol, you have a higher chance of being able to being able to have a normal conversation and normal normal interactions when you yeah when you when you drink and if you just i'm not saying you can't sometimes get a bit loose like uh, sometimes get a, have a bit fun with your friends however yeah you have a less higher chance to um to yeah to have something bad occur out of it of mm-hmm. course bad shit can happen all the time uh, i'm not saying that but with 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 drugs necessarily it can cause a lot of damage in communities health wise with friends and stuff like that it could really tear people apart yeah you know i think um with like that question it's also important to remember the fact that like since not a lot of people take like drug um, alcohol abuse as seriously as like drug abuse it's easier for it to like creep up on you um without you like realizing i know a lot of people who like started taking alcohol is like oh i'm just gonna do it because like I, I know someone who used to like drink because they used to get like like bad dreams they're going through like a bad time they would used to not be able to sleep properly so they would like drink at night and then like slowly but surely 
it turned into like a more common thing but like without even realizing it because in their mind it was like well i'm not smoking weed so it's nothing like it's just like alcohol it's just gonna calm me down but before you know that's, that's definitely that's definitely that's definitely true people do think alcohol is something completely normal completely safe it still causes a lot of death deaths a year mm-hmm. do you think some people are more prone to addiction than others some teenagers and like what do you think is the criteria yeah i think i think it all depends on community mm-hmm. it all depends on how you've been brought up community yeah it's it's a big factor and you can see and i really don't want anybody to take this the wrong way but people that have less money i feel and have a lower educate lower edu- not necessarily lower education but i think have a higher chance of smoking because they might not know all of the risks mm-hmm. it's really yeah. important to help yeah but also what i do think is people should stick together find mm-hmm. trust is a very very powerful thing mm-hmm. my 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 family always said you know if you're going to do something first of all just tell us and then for example, uh, the for if you were if you're gonna smoke weed, just maybe do it with us, just to see that you don't have to be alone. Mm-hmm. I've never done it with them and never done it alone. <laughs> but, uh, but the possibility for somebody just to talk to somebody that's important. Mm-hmm. And I also think that's what I was trying. That's what we should try to push also with the UNOC. Just be yeah, able to community. Have a place to go. A lot of people just don't have a place to go. Mm-hmm. That's why they also don't get help because they exactly. feel like what are they get and then yeah mm-hmm. look what i do think is yeah it's just really sad that's the only thing i can possibly say about this mm-hmm. how do you think peer pressure affects drugs and alcohol consumption for teenagers do you think that's still a thing like do you think teenagers still experience it's that? not the peer pressure that our parents think of mm-hmm. it's different type it's unaware i call it unaware peer pressure Mm-hmm. because what our parents always thought is about like this is how peer pressure works you tell somebody else to smoke it otherwise they're not friends with you that that's, that, that doesn't yeah. happen anymore it's more like okay but the, the, the problem with this is we do live in a like fucked up school uh, like everybody the problem is yeah. is that here it's a lot of people do it mm-hmm. um no but what mostly does happen is not with uh, with alcohol it's it's relaxed it's more people's own decision. Yeah. However, with with weed um, and with weed and drugs, it's more, like I said before, um, do you want to try it on Saturday? You know, those type of questions and say, are you sure? Should we, should we, go, should we go smoke on Saturday? Should we go try it? Um, with alcohol, it's more like, let's, it's more like a group thing. You don't say, you don't, but also you don't care if somebody doesn't smoke or does yeah. smoke. It's like their own decision, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's mostly um, with, uh, yeah, with, with drugs, it's mostly like, do you want to try it? And then you do it together or I'm going to go pick now. Do you want to come? You know, something mm-hmm. like that. The peer pressure has evolved significantly in the better, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. In I the better. With teenagers, um, like you said, it really has to do with um, either it's internalized peer pressure where like you just assume that people want you to do it just because you're there. Like I've known a lot of people that are like, I was, I went, I wasn't really going to smoke. I wasn't really going to drink, but everybody was doing it. So like I had to, 
like you you did were you held at gunpoint I don't think so like you didn't have to but since you feel like you should since you feel like that's the vibe going back to your like circle thing like if you're in the environment yeah. where that's what's happening then like you feel pressured to but I feel like it's like it's less of nowadays like oh you're not drinking you're not smoking you're a freaking loser like you can't smoke. yeah that doesn't no nobody nobody gives a shit yeah when we go out and we, if we see it's also sometimes even more fun mm-hmm. i went out with somebody and with a lot of people from a grade and there was somebody not drinking because they had to go back soon and we i was still vibing the exact same way as i would with with somebody that was or that wasn't it doesn't change anything mm-hmm. it's about your intake you gotta just give it all and it happens always if you're there it's 95 percent of everything mm-hmm. i think that most of the time like the pressure just goes into like um like like you said honestly i don't think i don't think peer pressure really in at least in our school in or in our environment most of the stories i've heard haven't been like oh yeah i got pressured into smoking weed i got pressured into drinking it's more like what you said yeah they were going to bake and i felt like you know i want to go too so i'm just gonna you know so yeah um i definitely want to know if you guys relate to this though listeners um, do you think peer pressure is something that you go through in your school? Do you think something peer pressure is something you go through in your um, circle? If your friends are peer pressuring you, not good friends, you should definitely rethink that friendship because I know, <laughs> I know a lot uh, yeah, of people. Yeah, 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 definitely. It's not something to laugh about, but it's completely thanks. Mm-hmm. Like Evalu- I know a lot of, pardon? Evaluate your situation. Evaluate your situation. I know like I've been like I've hung out with tons of people who smoke and drink all the time and I've never felt like you know they look down on me for not wanting to smoke or they look down on me for not feeling like drinking that day you know like it's not it's not like drinking and smoking does not like determine your value or determine like how interesting of a person you are last question but the most important question I'd say what advice do you have for people struggling with addiction as teenagers Oh shit. Uh, yeah. No, this is a good one. And I try to mention it. Yeah, believe in yourself. If you look at those stories where people, people that don't, that are addicted, they mostly have issues with themselves or, yeah, mental issues. And I just want to tell you, the uh, to listeners, just, yeah, you can believe in yourself. It's, it's um yeah it's not not something which you can everybody can can um overcome every problem mm-hmm. it's just about your mentality towards every situation do you see the glass half full or do you see it half empty always try to see it half full uh but if that doesn't work if you're really feeling like you need somebody to go with you hopefully you do have friends who yeah. can help you in the situation mm-hmm. but sometimes those those friends don't provide the feedback feedback that you need or don't provide the information that you need. It's better calling the police or calling your parents, try always your parents. Yeah. But if you really, if you really feel like you might do something very stupid, I'm saying, um, yeah, saying uh, shoot up or something really stupid, which could really impact your life for the rest of it, mm-hmm. impact the rest of your life. Call, call, call the emergency services because they won't necessarily say yeah go away they will have find you'll get a psychiatrist if you need to or you will just make sure that you uh go on the right path they if 
what they don't do is what they don't do is necessarily is directly give you throw you to jail they try to figure out how can we best evaluate the situation yeah i'm saying this this is really last this is really last resort if you're uh, always try to first contact your parents siblings it does eventually like blood or fat or family or even your wife you feel like your best friends are is your part of your blood mm-hmm. there is somebody has to care about you mm-hmm. it's that it never occurs that somebody doesn't there always be somebody and mostly they can help mm-hmm. and um yeah that's only that's all the advice i can give yeah i 100% think that that's not a moment like you there's somebody around you that loves you. It can be scary to go towards your parents, but it's so much better if your parents are here and you come up to them like, "Mom, I'm struggling with the addiction," rather than like a police officer coming up to them being like, "Hey, your kid just like passed away from overdose." You know, like can you imagine from a parent's perspective, it's so much better to hear a child being like, "I need help" than like somebody being like, "Your child's dead." Like, uh, please go to a family, please go to, you know, a friend, a counselor. I know that like it's it's I'm telling you it might sound embarrassing and I'm I've never been in that situation so I'm just giving advice so like everybody's situation is different I'm not trying to like impose anything on you but nobody's going to like it's not something that you should see worse than like the actual outcome you know like telling a counselor that you're struggling with something is not worse than um dying from it or like falling into a like a really bad situation If you live in Austria and you tell the count you tell school counselor they legally are not allowed to tell your parents or school yeah if if you say i smoke weed i don't have to get rid of it they legally cannot tell your tell your family unless uh, without your consent of course mm-hmm. but also people that are listening just keep an open mind i mean we're all i want to we all have done stupid stuff yeah and if somebody does it don't necessarily directly bring them shoot them down or just just try to always help or try always like think of it last half full somebody does something stupid try to think oh this is this is a good way to help them this mm-hmm. is a good way to this is good motivation for to do sports together something like that mm-hmm. yeah that's 100% true i mean i think the biggest fear for a lot of people i've talked to when it comes to this is they feel like they're about to like they're going to get demonized or they're going to get pushed away or shut down and by like learning to empathize sympathize with people is so important because like if you were in that situation would you want somebody to be like oh you're disgusting like you you did that you're you're a pig like no yeah, exactly. that's not especially for something like this where like it can really mess up your mental like you don't want to be turned away or treated like you're a monster so be sensitive towards people and also be sensitive towards yourself like I've never dealt with addiction but I know like I've read so many stories about it and it takes time to overcome it but like it's not going to happen overnight especially if you've like you've been dealing with it for a long time or especially if you have like other things in your life that are like affecting it it's not going to, you're just not going to wake up and be like oh yeah I'm good again so allow yourself to you know go through the whole process and understand that like no matter what you're like you're still an important person like you're still worthy um like being clean or not being clean doesn't make you more or less human like you're human because you are a human being on this earth and that's enough for that like honestly i only spread the most love for people who are going through something like this cuz i understand that everybody's situation is different and you can't really demonize um somebody for going through something like that so if somebody's giving you shit over it not me not me or zeno exactly 
everything we just said exactly exactly well that's it for today's episode thank you so much Zeno for joining us guys don't forget to subscribe to my podcast on Spotify and all my other streaming platforms share with your family and friends see you next week on Saturday at 4pm for a new episode of We Can Relate bye everyone thank you bye